Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wendy Lesishi. And I'm George Mini. And we're doing things a bit differently today. Um, you know, if you're looking at the screen right now and not the audio kind of feed, you'll notice that we're doing this virtually again, which um which takes me back. I don't know about <laughs> you, George, but it takes me real back. Yeah, it's a little bit um reminiscent of the COVID days, but uh you know, we are in a hybrid working uh, environment, and uh, today was a non-office day. So uh, uh, we had other stuff to do in the office uh, yesterday. So today we decided to to do this uh, remotely because we can. Because we can, you know, that's kind of the world we live in now. You need to be flexible and adaptable, and all those um, agile and well, you, all the you're you're in the think. office, right? I'm in the office, yeah, because I, 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 to be honest, I had a little bit of some issues with my, my setup, and I was oh, like, so I know the perfect place, office. which is always working. Is it lonely yeah, there so on Friday? Yeah, it's like three people from from the marketing team. So okay. shout out to my fellow soldiers <laughs> in marketing uh, who are here. Um, but you know, it's kind of I like being here. I don't mind. I don't mind so much. No, it's not too bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like yeah. being. I, yeah, like, no, I like being in the office. So um, you know, most other people do too. Yeah. Maybe we'll get back yeah. to uh, you know five days a week at some point. But uh, but right now we're doing hybrid. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So today's kind of special. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that today is World EV Day. Yes. Um, and 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 what does that mean to? To somebody who doesn't know what EV Day is, what is it? What are we celebrating today? Well, this is World EV Day on the day of recording, which is the 9th of September. So, correct. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you had a few interviews today, where I think you on the on. You on the you on the news this morning? Yes. Yeah. And I saw you speaking about living with an EV, and something that was interesting that came up was, um, you know, what is the since it's, it's been about a year now since you've had an EV? So, like, how has it been for you? Would you say? Um, the experience. Do you, do you regret it? Do you, is there anything that you want to change? Is there anything that you want to kind of spotlight? Definitely don't want to change anything. Um, uh, I would do it again. It, 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 the only thing I mm. keep on kind of saying is the cars are just too expensive. That's the the only problem is the cars cars uh, are too expensive. Mm, yeah. um, you know. But other than that, I, I I don't see myself going back. To be honest, I don't see myself going back. Maybe not as a primary vehicle, um, but you know, uh, we will still I think there's still some options out there that will still tickle your fancy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I've I've always wanted to own a Porsche 911. Um, yeah, but now that yeah. I've experienced the acceleration of an EV, maybe a Porsche Taycan. I don't know. Um, take Taycan. How do you say it? Uh, Taycan. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've driven that too. Uh, how does it compare to new IPs? Uh, well, I drove the base model, which is comparable. Okay. Um, I, yeah. I think the build quality of an IPACE and the build quality of the Taycan is similar. It's very, very much the same. Also, yeah, yeah. although, although one's a two seater, the ones are you know a proper four seater. So um, you know, that's the thing you got to live with if uh, if you want a, a Porsche like that is you don't have much space in it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of fuel types, so today's episode is the fill-up episode. Um, so we'll be talking about the liquid pot of gold at the end of the ton month of September, 
or the beginning of September rather. Um, so as you know, for in September, there's the second consecutive month that, uh, the fuel price has gone down since the whole war that that's happening up in, in Europe. Um, and we kind of getting to a point now where we're returning to some of the, the numbers that we're seeing before. Um, so I thought maybe let's talk about what it costs to actually fill up a car now that things have changed. Um, I don't know if your fuel consumption has changed as a result of, I don't know, as common load shedding. Um, but for the rest of us, I'm sure it has. Um, have you experienced any big change in the price that you're paying to fill up in your EV? Uh, no, I mean, um, in my house, uh, because I've got solar, um, um, I very rarely dip into ESCOM, um, but I do. I mm. can't say I don't because, uh, mm. you know, sometimes it's cloudy, overcast. And then especially if you drive a lot, um, sometimes, uh, like at the moment, my car is sitting in the garage charging, um, using uh, the solar. But uh, it's on. it was on 30% when I parked it this morning after that interview. Um, mm. And then I had to run to another meeting, and I uh, so on forty percent. And then I had to run to another meeting, and I've got back, and it's on thirty percent. So it's charging at the moment. Um, yeah. So more, and 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 it says it's going to take about eight hours to fully charge. So I would imagine I'm going to run into Escom's power because when the sun goes down, I don't allow it to deplete my house's batteries. I just I'm forced mm. to switch over. So anyway, long story short, um, from an Escom price point of view per kilowatt hour so because i supplement power using the solar per kilowatt hour um, if i use a lot what i've noticed is that um, is that the municipality because remember the municipality supplies sorry the escom mm. supplies the municipality that supplies your house um, and yeah, there yeah. seems to be different tiers depending on how much you consume like if mm. you reach a certain t- a tier i've seen it go to almost i think it was three rand a kilowatt um, mm. so, uh, but at the moment I seem to be paying around about uh, two rand, two rand 60, I think it is per kilowatt. Um, two rand 60. So I remember the, the first time when you just got your EV and we did the calculations, it was sitting around two rand 30. 30 yeah. So you're saying that it's gone up about 30 cents, um, in the last about like year, year and a bit, um, mm. in terms of your consumption. I, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would imagine it's gone up approximately you know that amount um so uh let me share with you um the last electricity token that i bought here it is um so if i if i just uh, uh share uh i bought 822 kilowatt hours um mm. and if I do the maths on that, uh that costs two thousand Rand. Um so two thousand divided by eight two two point one. I paid two Rand forty three per kilowatt hour. So it fluctuates. Two Rand forty three. Yeah. And so it fluctuates a little bit, but it's about a thirteen cents increase since then, which is not bad. In yeah. other news for the rest of us who um are still using um, dinosaurs to fuel our cars. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's in September, our fuel, um, has gone down quite substantially. So in August for 95 petrol, we can use inland numbers now just to kind of make it easier for, for everyone. Um, 90, 95 was 2542 in August and now it's going down to 2328. 93 was 2631 and now it's 2295, which is a significant drop. 
Um, and then, you know, paraffin and 0.05% diesel, um, as well as 0.05% diesel also gone down. But with just the, you know, petrol, you know, being that much, um, it's quite, it's, it's quite significant for people. And I think most are going to be a lot happier going to fill up now as a result of this. It's definitely welcomed. Um, do you think it's going to keep going down as the year progresses or are we seeing like a new price of fuel? It's anybody's guess. I don't see it coming down in the short term, to be honest. Um, it's just mm. not, um, it's not the world we live in anymore at the, at the level of the, the teens, given, you know, what's happening in Europe. And, um, it's just, I, I just don't see it coming down significantly. I, I, you know, obviously I'd want it to come down, but, uh, I just don't see it coming down significantly until the, you know, world stabilizes up in Europe. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, it's what we live with at the moment. I mean, a two rand, uh, two rand increase, uh, sorry, decrease in fuel for 95. It's cause it's, I mean, it's just over two yep. rand, right? Um, a yep. 60 liter tank, that's going to be 120 rand. Exactly. Um, that's exactly right. So, um, I think there's, you know, we've done kind of a little bit of calculations with regards to how much it is now. So if you have a 45 liter tank, for instance, um, you're now saving about 151 rand, um, when you're filling up, um, uh, which is quite substantial. Mm -hmm. If you are using 95, you're saving about 92 rand. So, you know, um, it starts to add up in the long term. If you're filling up, let's say four times a month all the way, you're saving almost four, you know, 400 rand if you're using 95. Um, and almost 600 around if you, if you're using, um, 93 or 45 liter. Obviously, the bigger the tank, the more saving you make. Um, so that's kind of what you need to kind of consider now is, you know, I made the mistake of actually filling up the day before the change happened. Why would you do um, that? It's funny. I had a conversation with somebody at work who was like, you know, the fuel's going down, the fuel's going down. And I had to get home and I had like 40, Ks or something. Yeah. Um, and home's like 20 Ks. It's not too bad, but I just hate seeing that thing go down. And I, I started to fill up and then I realized, why is it so empty today? Then I remembered, oh, damn, the fuel's going down tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so I made that mistake. Uh, I made that mistake, but uh, you know, it's one of those it, things. It so. happens. So there, you yeah. Have it. So those are the, those are the, um, uh, those are the, Different prices uh, and fuel exactly. savings for the different uh, size tanks: a so 45 liter, a 60 liter, 80 liter. And as Wendy put it, um, you know, those are the prices it costs to fill the tank: a thousand eight hundred rand for an 80 liter tank. Most of us drive a 60 liter tank car: a thousand three hundred rand, thousand four hundred rand for 95, and a thousand four hundred rand for diesel. So, you know, if you're doing a tank a week. If you do this math, so tank a week at a thousand four hundred rand, that means mm -hmm. you um, you know you're paying in excess of five thousand rand a month in um, in fuel. Mm. And in August, you're spending almost five hundred rand more than you would be in September. So it definitely starts to add up when you look at it in context, of, you know, in the long term. Mm. Um, and it's yeah, I would have thought that as a result of the increase in fuel people would be buying less cars, but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. No, not in um, South Africa. We've never seen that trend. Never. Yeah. Yeah. We did see an increase though in, in people being interested in, in electric vehicles and hybrid technology, um, vehicles. So we did see that 
kind of shift, but I would, I would like to see the numbers in terms of sales of those vehicles, um, specifically well, as a direct result of the months. Was the search shift though as a result of the fuel or was it just a case of, um, uh, you know, naturally people are now beginning to think about shifting to EVs? I, I mean, I didn't see a, Massive correlation between fuel price increases and EV search. Did you? I did. Um, I did when you look at it in a long term basis, but specifically if you're looking at like the days when it was announced that it's going up by two rand, for instance, not so much. I think there's a few things that impact, um, consumers. I don't think consumers look at one thing specifically in South Africa and they're like, that's it. I'm making the change. Uh, um, you know, it is two rand. It's not like a 20 rand difference where it's going to be substantially changing your lifestyle. Um, I think there's still a little bit of a few nuances there, but you are right. I mean, there's, you know, we, we went to FOM a few weeks ago and we saw that Mercedes releasing four new EVs. Mm-hmm. So all that marketing and the conversation and, and, you know, all the advocates kind of speaking about how it's like to live with an EV, I think has a huge impact on, on that shift as well. I don't think it's just one thing. Yeah, I mean, if you juxtapose filling up an ICE vehicle with um, uh, with fuel versus filling up, let's say, my Jaguar I-Pace with uh, with electricity, um, you know, it's a it's a significant decrease in uh, in in saving. The trouble is, is that it's 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 neutralized by the price of the car um, to a large degree, mm. you know, and you've got to actually make that capital investment up front in the EV um, in order to then see the savings in the long term. Yes, it's worth it in, in yep. every way, low maintenance costs, um, you know, lower fuel costs on a monthly basis, but you've got to finance that up front. So, uh, so mm-hmm. if you're going to, if you're going to go for an EV, uh, I promise you it'll change your life, but you've got to take into account that you, you, you're going to pay more for the car up front. Well, it's not going to happen. Um, we, we, you know, we've kind of had discussions about this before in terms of like, okay, now we're finally getting to a point where people can start affording these vehicles. I don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence with regards to it happening within the next five years, but I think it's just because we don't have enough players in the game yet who, and this technology is just, it's still developing and every two years we're seeing it develop that much quicker. But until we're getting, like you know more options it's it's going to be difficult for us to make that switch in my opinion i mean i okay so if we had to really i was speaking to uh, gareth edwards on enca this morning about this and that is if we um if we look at the the car park in south africa which is approximately seven to eight million passenger vehicles right that's not yeah. all the trucks, buses, and all that stuff, which takes us, you know, way over 10, 11, 11 million vehicles. But seven to eight million passenger vehicles driving around the roads of South Africa, yeah. right? Um, last month, uh, what did we sell? Uh, new passenger car sales, uh, August. I think it was around 20 something thousand um, uh, for South Africa. Could be more. Like 30. Yeah, but you've got to take out yeah, uh, ex- exports oh, and stuff like that. Okay, call it new passenger vehicle sales, 31,269, um, um, increasing by 14% compared to August 21. Okay, so call it mm. 30,000 for argument's sake. Yeah. Per month. Mm-hmm. That's 360,000 per year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, uh, we are selling. Uh, probably in the region of about 
400 EVs per month, I think. Uh, sorry, per year, I think. Um, so, yeah. so, so we've got it. The, the, the first objective is to replace the sales of 30,000 mm. a month, which is 360 a year, with 100% mm-hmm. EVs. Okay. So, so currently we are at, at about, you know, 1% of the sales being EVs. We've got to get okay. to 100% of the sales being EVs. That is going to happen from about 2030, 2035 onwards, right? So we've got a long road to mm-hmm. go before new sales are actually 100% EVs. Once 100% of that 30,000 a month is EVs, then we've got to work through the system. So all of the cars on the road, the 7 to 8 million have to be replaced with EVs. And once we're at 100% mm-hmm. penetration, 360 a year, you can see that it's going to take 20 years at that rate for the car park to be replaced. So if we take 20 yeah. years from 2030, that means only 2050 will we see 100% car park penetration. Maybe 20, mm. uh, 2040, we'll see 50% penetration into the car park. Yeah. So it's going to be a long okay. time. It's just, this is not an overnight thing. So, and you know, well, it can be. <laughs> Dare I say, I think it can be overnight. So, if you, well, not overnight, but it can be quick. It can be swift. Um, if you look at Sweden, for instance, in 2019, I think the market share for EVs there was uh, 26%. Um, market and there share was an in terms of, of we, we, we have to distinguish between market share in terms of new vehicle sales. Okay. New vehicle sales, yes. And, mar- and and then car park penetration. So you're talking about new vehicle sales. Correct. Correct. Um, and they did this. It was quite strategic how they got to that point. Um, I think Sweden was very strange with, with regards to um, they, I guess they, this, um, the environmental goals. Um, that's kind of what drove, drove, drove this kind of this, this change. But what they did is essentially if you had to go and buy an EV in 2019 and onwards, um, the, the government essentially gave, they paid for 25% of the, the vehicle's actual price, um, was subsidized by the government as an incentive for you to do that. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's sort of things like that, which starts to, you know, kind of change people's, not necessarily perceptions, but the, you know, incentivize people to start buying EVs. So I think, if things stay the same, 2050, sure. But I think we're going to get to a point where the government's kind of being forced to start incentivizing people in different and smart ways. Um, but 2035 is where I'm, I'm mostly concerned about because, you know, as you've pointed out a few times, that's when the trouble starts to begin. Yeah, I mean, the longer we take, the uh, the more the, um, you know, the, the, the crunch comes. Um, so, but I still yeah. don't think it's, I still don't think it's possible to do it in, in, in 10 years in this country. We, it's going to take longer than that. Um, that shift takes a long, sure. long time. Once it starts happening and yes, it gains momentum. So I'm looking at it from a linear point of view. Um, mm. but, uh, but I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a chart here of the, um, of the fleet change and it's, it, it looks like the 50% mark is reached by 2040. So 50% of the car park in the country um, is EVs by 2040. Um, And uh, uh, in terms of new sales, right, uh, the 50% mark, the the, the 100% mark 
um, is reached by 2045. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's in South Africa, right? That's, in, that's all South Africa, yeah. yeah. Um, that's quite interesting. So, so uh, you know, and then, and then, and then there's, a, there's an aggressive approach where we reach 100% of sales um, by 2032, okay? So that's more realistic in terms of the EU's deadlines of 2030 to 2035, um, mm. But until 2032, we'll still be selling fossil fueled cars. Mm. You know, uh, yeah. in terms of that, doesn't happen overnight story. So, uh, so, 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 given that trajectory of, um, you know, let's let's call it by 2032, 100% of vehicle sales every month um, are EVs. Um, with, that would mean that we reach 50% in terms of penetration. Um, uh, by approximately 2036. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. sorry, 50% penetration by 2036 and 100% penetration by approximately 2045-ish. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I have a question and I'm going to pose this to you because I think you might have, you may have thought about this before in a scenario where we get to the 50%, what does that mean for the fuel price for like petrol or diesel? Do you think we can get to a point where there's just too little supply for it to be cheap? Or are we going to see another massive increase as a result of supply and demand? Um, you know, which might even drive more people to buy EVs as a result of that. Or do you think that's not even going to be a factor? Just bear in mind, uh, we should bear in mind, should I say, that, um, that, I mean, in the world of 100% EVs, where else is fuel used? I mean, it will be powering houses, I would assume. Um, no, I mean, houses yeah. could be on solar, uh, you know, so, so, so chances are fuel price will tend upwards in the, uh, in, in, in the long run because demand will be so low. Um, yeah. Um, we won't, so, so, so that, that means that crude oil, because that's where fuel comes from, mm-hmm. right? Crude mm. oil, we won't have to turn it into petrol anymore. Mm. To, I mean, there'll be there'll be some 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 refineries that will have to do it. I mean, fuel be used for let's say racing cars, and there'll be legacy ICE vehicles driving around the world somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. But at the end of the day, the demand will fall through the floor. What does that mean? We won't mm. have to create or or turn f- uh, um, uh, crude oil into fuel or into petrol. Um, so mm. prices have to go up in that world. Mm. Because yeah. it's, you know the, the the volumes aren't there, um, and in the in the long run, um, all that will happen is those crude oil companies will volumes will drop out, and and that crude oil will be used in other things. Remember, uh, crude oil is not only used for petrol. Yeah, it's used in yeah. other things. I think it's even used in rubber. Um, mm. uh, you know, so 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 crude oil is not only used to make petrol. So, you know, it's used to make other things. But the demand will drop and uh, the fuel price will probably go up in the short in the short term at that point, um, um, at which point, uh, you know, it'll be just too expensive to even um, own an EV. But the bigger question is, where's the government going to get the replacement tax on the fuel? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it will be somewhere. Our government's pretty clever. <laughs> uh, but this is around. This is a <laughs> phenomenon clever. around the world, right? I mean, it's it's a tax that's yeah. necessary in order to repair the roads. Whether there's corruption mm-hmm. or not is beside the point. Um, the the, the mm. tax is necessary in order to keep the road infrastructure up. Um, so mm. so that means that is it a case of uh, electricity prices are going to go up in order to compensate? How how are governments around the world going to deal with this loss of tax? Mm. Yeah, for sure. I don't think for it's sure. a, I don't think it's a Before, question that's been answered yet. Yeah, we shall. I would should definitely start digging into what other you know what other countries doing um, around the world who are at that point. Um, I don't think there's and anybody. See what though. the answer. Is. I don't think there's anybody that's got there. Um, yeah, you know, Norway, but Norway is such a small place. Exactly. Uh, it's kind of it's not really compar- comparable. Before I leave you, George, so there's the top five selling cars, new cars specifically in South Africa was the Toyota Hilux, Polo Vivo, Toyota Uber Cruiser, the Ranger, and the Suzu D-Max. Um, do you know how much it is to pull them up currently in September? Well, I mean, I would, I would imagine... Do you want to take a guess? No, no. I, I mean, uh, the, the, the Toyota Hilux, um, the Urban Cruiser, Ford Ranger... Uh, maybe not, no, not the Urban Cruiser. So Toyota Hilux, the Buckies of them. So the, the Toyota Hilux, yeah. the Ford Ranger, and the Isuzu, I would imagine, all have 80-liter tanks. And the only reason I know that is because I've I've driven SUVs in my life and Buckies. So I would imagine they're 80-liter tanks. Um, and in terms of the, the the table we were looking at a little bit earlier on, probably in the region of 18, 1900 Rand to fill. Um, <laughs> yes, that's great. <laughs> kind of stole my... Yeah, so 1,916 Rand for diesel. If you're driving the Hilux, the Range, or the D-Max, uh, that's how much you'll be paying to fill up. Um, if you're driving a petrol Hilux, though, it'll be 1,870. And then the Polo, which has a 45-liter tank, will be just over 1,000 Rand, so 1,052. And the Urban Cruiser on 95 unleaded with a 48-liter tank will just be above that at 1,122. So, but a little bit less under 2,000 Rand for the Buckies and for the smaller vehicles, just over 1,000 Rand. So keep that in mind when you're shopping for your next car. That's all we have time for. Coolio.